Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This bonus episode of the Sheridan Tapes was made possible by our backers on Patreon, Britt Goodson, Brett Houts, Paranoid Trash, and Cy Aziris. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you'll get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special weekly behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains some depictions of a natural disaster, coughing and choking sound effects, and strong secondhand embarrassment. Content warnings on a full transcript are available in the show notes. The source. The infinite potential of all worlds. The roiling chaos that is the heart of all existences. The place where all space and time and realities meet and coexist as one. A place that is not a place. In a time that is not a time. Some years ago, a climatologist in the employ of the Institute for Stellar Propulsion, Heuristics, and Aeronautics wrote a paper about the effects of the Earth's magnetosphere on flora and fauna and the potential consequences of geomagnetic reversal. Few paid the paper much mind, except for one Dr. Daniela Caldwell, then head of experimental projects. And she saw in that paper apocalypse. And so she commissioned the construction of a base in the Antarctic to precisely map and monitor fluctuations in the magnetic field. And in time, that base became known as Andromeda Station. There were many scientists who came and went in the station's time, and many more who might have. Many branches in the road shaped by choice and chance in the unsteady hand of fate. But out of all of those possible futures, this one worries me most deeply. I cannot say if it is the future of the world I knew or just one like it, but still. It intrigues me.
Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. This is Antarctic Research Station Andromeda. Mayday, Mayday. Does anyone copy? This is emergency transmission from Research Station Andromeda. All stations, all stations, all stations. Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. Electrical systems are malfunctioning and climate control is failing. I've lost all local and satellite contact and require immediate assistance. Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. This is Antarctic Research Station Andromeda. Yes, yes, Tchaikovsky Station. Confirm. You're receiving me? Over. Confirmed, Andromeda. This is Science Officer Hutkin receiving you loud and clear. Over. Finally. Tchaikovsky, you might have just saved my life. I need evac out of here as soon as possible. Power systems are failing and there's one hell of a storm kicking up. I'm at grid reference 0-10 by 0-17. Can you assist? Over. Um, Tchaikovsky? Please confirm you're receiving. Over. Receiving you, Andromeda. Please repeat coordinates. Over. 0-10 <sighs> by 0-17, Antarctic International Grid Reference 11B. It should be on your charts. It's a fairly large station. Uh, pardon me, Miss... Uh... Llewellyn. Dr. Llewellyn. Oh, Doctor, hmm? Yes, Doctor. They're a problem, Private? Oh, no, no problem, Miss. No problem. Well, smoke problem. And what might that be, Mr. Utkin? Utkin. Right, Utkin. Now, problem? Right, a uh, problem. Well, maybe not problem, more a uh, minor misunderstanding? And what exactly am I not understanding? Uh, misunderstanding may be a wrong word. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, miscalculation, perhaps? Uh, maybe minor miracle, actually. Private Utkin, the temperature in this station has dropped 15 degrees centigrade in the last hour. I have no contact with my support staff, and even my sat phone isn't getting a signal. I've been transmitting for the better part of a day with no response, and I would appreciate it. I would really appreciate it if you could please tell me what this minor miracle of yours is and whether or not it's relevant to your ship sending rescue craft before I freeze to death. Miss Llewellyn... Who do you think you're speaking to? Over? I don't know. Some kind of research ship off the coast? Military vessel, maybe? Andromeda Station, you did say Antarctic grid reference, correct? Over? Of course I did. Quiet. Uh, Andromeda Station, this is Tchaikovsky Research Base at Arctic Circle grid reference 0-1 by 00. I am at North Pole, Miss Llewellyn. Damn it! Tchaikovsky Station, say again, you're transmitting from the North Pole? Da, Miss Llewellyn. We are, so to say, in the same boat. Uh, all our instrumentation failed at the same time as yours, and no contact from Moscow Station since 0800. The rest of my team left base to find help and have not returned. How... how are we talking right now? Um, with our mouths? No, I mean, our radios. How are you getting my signal? Oh, ah. I do not know. Over. Well, that's helpful. What was your team researching? Excuse me? What was your team studying down there? Over. Who says I needed a team? Yermo, don't tell me you're all alone in that research station. I like being alone. More efficient that way. I guess that's true. So, um, what were you researching? What do you think I was researching? 
probably same thing with either, uh, worsening fluctuations in magnetosphere and possible effects on deep everything, uh, electronics, communication, navigation. Uchin, Uchin, come in. Do you have a compass handy? Oh, that compass is always handy thing to have. No, I mean, do you have a compass easily accessible? Oh, oh, that. It's right here, over. Okay, okay, good. Now, tell me where it's pointing. Uh, everywhere but where it should be, as usual. Uh, uh, Miss Llewellyn, what is pointed? Uh, where is it pointed now? Now? Yes, now, right now. Uh, South-southwest, approximately 210 degrees. Ah, uh, dear Moniette, now it's... Uh... North-northeast, 30 degrees, right? Opposite of mine, and in about five seconds... Oh, da, da, turning again to 210. An oscillating magnetic field. With our positions in the center. That about sums it up. You speak Ruski? Nope, but I don't understand a lick of what's happening out there, either. Oh, good. I have been, uh, what is expression? Swearing like a sailor. That I did notice. Uh, are, are your alarms still on? Huh. Guess not. Yeah, mine is shut off, too. Strani. Theories? Well, theoretically, a constantly shifting magnetic field could generate a low-level electric current, uh, create static buildup and overload of the electronica, the chain. You're back to Russian again, Doctor? Что? Speaking Russian again? Uh, нет, b- before that, what did you call me? Oh, Doctor. You are a doctor, aren't you? Well, no. I am, uh, how to say, uh, more like intern. Uh, finishing PhD soon, yes, but I need more lab hours for graduation. Uh, Chikovsky is like a summer job. Or? They sent a grad student? To the Arctic? Oh, ah, it's fun. Get out of classroom, meet new people, work on something. Good program. But it's dangerous out here. There, I mean. Oh, no more than going home for summer. Uh, can be warmer here than in Siberia, you know. But you're already doctor, yet? Why you leave cushy office job for freezing cold Antarctic base? I came to research the effect of magnetic flux on the local wildlife. No one else would take the post. Besides, I never really liked offices that much. Too many people, too little space. <sighs> I'm sorry, Private Utkin. Am I boring you? Yeah, Doctor. Just so quiet now that the alarm's gone. I'm feeling so sleepy. I may take a nap to conserve energy. You'll get cold soon. Utkin, you can't go to sleep? Isn't your life support out? Что? Your... the climate control, the heating. Didn't the flux knock it out? Oh, uh, but problem fixed. I think. How? Well, static build-up shorted system, but managed to insulate and hardware the manual. Uh, no temperature control, but it can turn off and on. Very easy modification. Can you... walk me through it? Tchaikovsky, Andromeda 2 Tchaikovsky, are you receiving? Over. Andromeda, this is Tchaikovsky. You're 5 by 5 Proceed, over. Hey, Utkin, what's your status up there? Um, largely unchanged, Llewellyn. Uh, temperatures holding mostly steady since last week. No radio or radar contact. No major changes in the weather either, so little chance at small talking. Only thing, uh, gosh, is that, uh, only thing, uh, dropping is, uh... Fuel levels, right? Generators starting to run low? Uh, at about, uh, third of petroleum reserves now. Uh, should last about two more weeks. So we've got a few more miles before the light on the gauge turns on? Heard that one before. 
Light? What light? What are you talking about, Lavalon? Just, um, pointing out the obvious. Uh, obvious? Well, your team hasn't come back, so either they got lost out there, or the magnetic storm knocked out GPS and they can't find their way back. Neither of us can get in touch with anyone back home, and for all we know, we've got the only working telecommunication system on the planet. Please find point you're trying to make. Much to do up here. I'm getting there, Udkin. So, we're totally isolated in the middle of this event. In the eye of the storm, right? Pretty Going to assume that means yes? So, what does that tell you? Yanetziano, Doctor. Tells me that we're on our own. That if we want to get out of this, we need to work together. We need to figure out what's happening and how to counteract it. So? Uh, I mean, what? Uh, Miss Lovell, we are wielded in chassis. Uh, alone. Uh, alone out here. I have not much equipment and most of it is for resource survey. How can we- Because I'm not Miss Llewellyn, Private Utkin, I'm Dr. Llewellyn. Doctor. The youngest woman, the youngest person, to ever earn a PhD from Stanford University. I've been studying this phenomena for years. I know what I'm looking for. And if you work with me on this- Just how young are you? Excuse me? Well, you do sound rather young to be running an Arctic research station all by your lonely. Lonesome. Sto? Christ on us, Kiddo, would it kill you to try and speak English, Comrade Kelvin? doctor. What would I do if you tried to speak a little Ruski? I don't speak Russian. Then you should be glad I speak Angliski at all, Tovarish. Comrade Kelvin, <laughs> would be a cruel joke if one person you could talk to was one person you couldn't understand. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Sorry, didn't quite get that, Doctor. I think I might be losing signal, over. I said it would be something, wouldn't it, if the only person I could talk to in the entire world sounded like a goddamn Bond villain. Uh, sorry, sorry, didn't get that. Must be Storm losing signal. Try again later. No, Go wait, what can I... Damn it. The fact that my laboratory is on fire! Are you okay? Yes, yes, I am unharmed, excepting a minor smoke inhalation. Fire suppression system should start. Lushy. What happened? Oh, your tip, I was. Attempting to test my theory. Uh, you know about the static buildup in discharge caused by crazy magnetosphere spin, and um. Please tell me you didn't try and install a lightning rod on the station? Uh, not so much lightning rod, more of a collection coil. Uh, my own design. Very clever. Large solenoid made of copper wiring attached to station batteries to see if phenomenon could be used once the uh, generators. Damn it, your climate controls are already fried. What, were you trying to blow out the rest of your systems or just kill yourself? Oh. Please do not say fried, Doctor. My stomach feels empty enough without a reminder of real food. Oh, God, could really go for some sloshing right now. Don't... Don't you have food up there? Uh, 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 da. Niet. 
Never know. I, I uh. Rudkin? What's going on? I. <sighs> well, when I rewired the climate controls, I forgot they were connected to the refrigeration unit, so. Uh, so I was pumping heat on the cold box for a week before I noticed smell. Oh, plenty of canned meat left, but. Oh, uh, sweet baby Russian Jesus and all the Siberian shepherds, what were you thinking? How could you forget to check that? What were you even doing? I was. Working on the collector coil design. Wasn't eating much. Wasn't sleeping much either, come to think of. You weren't. Why would you do that? Because. Because I was trying to. to prove I could do something right. Prove I was not an idiot. Did. Did you think that I. I thought uh, you were... Uh... Yet, yet, but... But you are youngest doctor in Stanford history, and I am a student from Siberian backwater who barely speaks enough Anglisky for you to understand. I... I am idiot. Bootkin... As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Do you have a family back then? Do you have a family? Back in Russia? Da, of course I do. Everyone has family. Well, except evil Soviet cloning experiment, but I don't think I've met any of those. That's not what I... I mean, 
Are you married? Do you have a wife? Husband? Kids? Oh yes, many kids. Lots of white picket fences and Joneses I have to keep up with. Very time consuming. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Is there a Mr. Dr. Llewellyn? Or a Mrs. Dr. maybe? <laughs> I am sorry, I, I didn't mean to imply anything. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's just where, how do you say, in same boat? No time for that sort of thing. Really? No time for anyone? Nope. No time for anyone but myself, or so I've been told by several potential Mr. and Mrs. Dr. Llewellyns. What can I say? Work is everything. Uh, uh, the, the okay, coils attached. That should be it, right? Uh, Bushti, I uh, just need to connect to secondary comm circuit. Uh, you have fire extinguisher ready? Crosho. Now, connect to terminals, negative to positive, positive to negative. Ah, son of a bush! Oh, Dr. Rovellan, are you alright? Well, this thing's live, Utkin, I'll tell you that for free. Are you hurt? Ah, it, I should have told you to wear the insulating gloves. <laughs> Fine, Utkin, just a little zap. And besides, it's alive! Stop. The device is working. The console should be able to transmit directly into the anomaly. Oh, don't you mean... God, I called it that one time, and that was after you convinced me to look in the commander's locker for drinks. Hey, what can I say? Vodka is a great comfort in times of affliction. Most happy memories from childhood formed by it. Most bad ones, too. Well, if I didn't know any better, I might think you were trying to get me drunk. You know, if you weren't on the other side of the planet from me. Um... You should... Try transmitting with the relay. I I haven't had any response on my end, but yours should be more powerful. Over. Yeah, over. I'll uh, I'll give that a try. Over now. Damn it! Not again. Holy shit! It works. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? This is. I'm sorry, did you just say Utkin? Sorry, wrong number. Oof, Utkin, you there? Sure thing, I thought winter's back home, Mark. Yeah? Try Minnesota in January. You haven't seen cold to your eyelashes are so freezing. Oh, I don't know about eyelash. Uh, what about frozen beards? You have a beard? Oh, yes. Big, bushy, Rasputin beard. <laughs> Keep that monkey in it. Hardy har har. Nice one, Comrade Kelvin. <laughs> what do you think I look like? What? Well, I was just thinking... I mean, you hear strange voice on the radio than all along. A friendly voice. And then I sound the way I do. I, I mean, Cold War was not so very long ago. Can I don't think you're some kind of monster if that's what you're getting at. Uh, just, just pointing out obvious flaw in our relationship. Our, our professional relationship, I mean, of course. No, I'm, I'm the one missing the obvious. We came out here to observe the auroras under flux. <laughs> now, Doctor, if you were trying to get me outside to look at the stars with you, there are easier ways. What? No, that's not what this is. <laughs> I... Uspasvika, <laughs> Doctor. Bad joke. Uh, aurora is strong at my end. 
moving much faster than usual. Probably due to accelerated magnetic activity in ionosphere. Or, or could be unpredicted solar flare. What color is it? It's blue here, turning to purple just before it reaches the stars. Yours? Green. Imenoye is such a green. I've only ever seen them so vibrant once before. You've... you've seen them before? Ah, da, Doctor. Before you came here? Uh, when I was a boy. I, I grew up in Dixon. Uh, you know Dixon? No. <laughs> no surprise. Uh, no one knows Dixon. Small town, northern Siberia. <laughs> too small to even be called town. Too far, they say. Too cold for people. Only idiots live there. But it is beautiful. Right on the shore of the Kara. I used to watch the lights over the Blackwater when I was a boy. Folk thought that was strange. Uh, well, uh, they always thought that. Silly little boy with his head in books. They told me I'd catch my death out there, ankle deep in snow, in the cold and the dark. But the lights... The lights always made me feel so calm. <laughs> I could never sleep very well. I was always thinking, always wondering. My brain never stopped. Except for after those times I watched the lights dance in the dark above and the dark below. Then I could rest. Then I could dream. We didn't get auroras very often. Only a couple of times when I was a kid and I barely remember them. But I loved the night sky. It was always so big, so dark and empty, except it wasn't. So many stars with so many planets, you just had to wonder. I was alone most of the time. Even when I was with other people, I was still lonely. Most of the time I still am, at least back home, but... I mean, looking up at the sky and trying to count the stars, I just... I just knew I couldn't be the only one like me out there. I knew there had to be someone, somewhere, looking up at the sky and feeling the same things I was. Doctor, I think I... Utkin? Utkin, do you read me? Over. Tchaikovsky Station, are you receiving? Damn it! Utkin, answer me! Please! Please don't... Don't let me be alone out here. Please answer me. I need to hear you. I need to hear your voice again. I need you to make another stupid joke so I can laugh at it, even if it isn't funny. You can even speak Ruski if you like. I'll try and speak it too. I know I won't be any good, but... Please. I need to tell you you're not an idiot. You're stone-cold brilliant. And I need to tell you I'm not any kind of genius. Well, maybe I am, but I didn't mean to be. I never wanted to be the youngest doctor in Stanford history. I just wanted to have a normal life. I wanted to feel butterflies in my stomach when I saw the person I liked. I wanted to go to prom and feel embarrassed when I finally got up the courage to dance with them. I wanted to get engaged on a pier somewhere with the sun setting behind us. I need to tell you what I did, what I didn't do. I heard the rescue team, Utkin, the one coming to get you, on the relay the first time I switched it on, and I got so scared at the idea they'd come and take you away that I didn't tell them where you were. I didn't tell you they were looking for you. I didn't try and get you help, and I should have because... I wanted to keep talking to you, to have you to myself, but... 
But I love you more than that now. I love you. Doctor? Oh, god damn it. I did sorry to lose you there. Static building must have shorted the radio. Easy fix. Oh, uh, how much left did you hear? Most of it. Pretty much everything. You really wanted to get engaged on a pier at sunset? Hmm, very specific. If you ever tell a living soul... Oh, it's Pasoika, Doctor. Oh, no, never know you are, uh... What is phrase? Old romantic? And the other part? The, um... The lying? Yeah. That. I... Ah, yes, I, I heard that. Well... You know old American expression? Glass houses should not throw rocks? No, it's those who live in glass houses shouldn't... Wait, what? You know how I said communication relay didn't work at my end? That it didn't have enough power to reach anyone? That was... That was why. As soon as I turned it on, I caught a radio transmission from rescue team in Antarctic. They had your position, but GPS is kaput all over the planet. They were trying to contact you to get you to launch flares. I could've. I should've told you weeks ago, I, I know, but... Uh, but you didn't want to be alone either. Uh, it's like you say, Doctor. No matter how many I have around me, I am alone. Except for here. Except alone with your voice on the radio. We're both kind of messed up, aren't we? <laughs> oh, that, Doctor. But same kind of messed up, I suppose. In a way. So, what do you say? Uh, rescue teams must be close by now. One call, one flare, and they take us both home. Do they really, though? Is that really home for me? For you? Yet. Yet, not really. What do you say, then? One more night under the stars? I think I still have some vodka left. And I'm pretty sure I can survive one more canned meat supper. Ah, Doctor. I would like that very much. One more night, then. One more night. future. Always shifting, always uncertain, and even more so within the source. Only in time can we know which future comes to pass, but if it does, then it worries me somehow. So many of the futures I've seen hinge on this single moment. On Llewellyn and Utkin. On the choices they will make soon after. I am Amy Sterling, and within this place, I see all the worlds that I have lost. Maybe not forever.
The Sheridan Tapes, Interlude 2, Worlds Apart, starring Amitola Lomas as Dr. Llewellyn and Van Winkle as Private Utkin, with Meredith Nudo as Amy Sterling and original music by Jesse Hogan. Written by Van Winkle and produced by Virginia Spots, with dialogue editing and sound design by Van Winkle. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at The Sheridan Tapes. I'm Van Winkle. And I'm Virginia. This is Homestead on the Corner. And you're listening to The Sheridan Tapes. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.